Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, the real reason WWE released Bray Wyatt. The latest update on CM Punk heading to AEW and how the guys at TNT feel about all this. Paul White's in-ring debut for AEW has been confirmed. And a tag team eliminator tournament starts this week on AEW Rampage. I'm Adam Wilborn. And I can think of something else that's happening on Rampage. <laughs> and this <laughs> is the news. All right, we're going to kick things off by going back to Mr. Bray Wyatt, who was, of course, released by WWE on the 31st of July. The year's most shocking release, comfortably. Had people wondering, what the hell is going on here? But there were all kinds of reports that came out in the aftermath. Number one, Bray Wyatt told, like so many other people... Budget cuts, pal. Sorry, you don't fit on our record-breaking profit budget (laughs) thing. Uh, Another one from PW Insider talking about how Bray had a hot and cold relationship with Vince McMahon. And the story I'm going to tell you about today kind of ties in with that. Uh, The Ringer hosted their first ever WWE. They're calling it the Ringer Wrestling Show uh, podcast, part of their new agreement with WWE. And on the show was former WWE writer Freddie Prinze Jr., uh, who's had two stints as a writer with WWE. He would have lapped, lapped, one of which would have overlapped Mm. with Bray Wyatt, um, the second one there. But yeah, he had some interesting comments talking about how Vince and Bray often clashed creatively, and this may have led to Bray being let go from the company. Not playing ball creatively was the exact quotes used there. So he went on and he spoke about this creative tension kind of leading to Goldberg squashing Bray in Saudi Arabia. Uh, There's a big quote here uh, talking about how, like, you know, uh, Vince doubles down. Vince and Kevin Dunn, they double down on stuff. They're Reganomics guys. They don't, you know, they don't backtrack and things like that. And saying that after, you know, the whole Goldberg situation and how that played out, it'll be a tough time for Bray Wyatt to ever come back from that. And uh, he said that's why things kind of went south from there. And I think it's a fair comment. Uh, Very damaging result. For Bray, that loss to Goldberg. Before that, he, of course, had the equally damaging match with Seth the Chef Rollins at Hell in a Cell 2019. And by the end of 2020, he was written off television after getting burnt to a crisp. He came back for WrestleMania. One match, one Firefly Funhouse. A couple of days later, bang, gone. So, uh, yeah, man. Uh, obviously, Bray, still under 90-day non-compete. It'll be a while before we see him again. But this sheds some interesting light on the situation, doesn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, it's not exactly surprising. I think you and I both were saying budget cuts is probably only the, you know, the front-facing reason as to why he was let go. Because like you say, just look at his merch sales, for example, and uh, that kind of justifies his, his wages and what have you. I don't know how I feel about all this because I'm always very much one who thinks you should really fight for your character and, you know, creativity and what have you to a certain extent, you know, and especially... With Vince, I mean, what, what is all this about where, right, you're not going to play ball, are you? Right, when well, I'm going to shoot myself in the foot and destroy this incredibly over character by having Goldberg squash you in two minutes in Saudi Arabia. It just, it is mind-blowing, a lot of all this. And yet, it's simultaneously, Andy, not exactly surprising that if someone wouldn't just sort of kowtow to Vince, that Vince decided to burn it all down, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's so counterproductive. Uh, this kind of stuff, but it's Vince McMahon. So he's done business for, what, like 40 years or whatever. Um, I don't see it changing anytime soon, and it's unfortunate that people have to be casualties of it, for sure. Yeah, exactly. CM Punk's words, he makes money in spite of himself, never rung true. And speaking of CM Punk, um, he might be heading back to the wrestling ring. I'm not sure if anyone's mentioned this story yet. It's been quite on the down low. But a lot of speculation that he could be heading to AEW <laughs> and appearing on Rampage uh, on the first dance this week in Chicago, of course. And uh, yeah, TNT are currently working on the assumption, according to Fightful Select, no crap, just sat Sean Ross sat of Fightful Select. Uh, they are working on the assumption that is going to happen. Uh, people within Warner Media and TNT very excited at the prospect of the 42-year-old coming in. And of course, there's no word exactly what's going to happen. I mean, we've sat here and speculated for weeks as to whether he's just going to appear, whether there's going to be a match on Friday night. Who bloody knows? But regardless, as you tweeted last night, Andy, I genuinely can't believe that the people going, hmm, will there be CM Punk? Jesus Christ, lads. <laughs> I, said, I said this on the, yeah. the podcast yesterday, Andy. This is as hard to crack as that Y2J, hmm, X plus one, two J code that they had on yeah. WWE. It's right there. Aside from explicitly saying CM Punk's coming to Rampage on Friday, they've done... MJF doing bits of the pipe bomb promo or the, the lead-in to, to, to that. You've got Darby Allen saying, best in the world. They're literally, oh my, I don't know what else they need to do. I genuinely I know. don't know. As I'm saying, pipe bomb. I don't know what else. <laughs> but yes, uh, TNT, Warner and Media officials, very aware of the situation, very excited. It's happening, Andy. Yeah, I mean, I, I am astonished to look at Twitter every day and still so, see so many people going, hey, if they don't deliver CM Punk now, there's going to be a riot. It's like, come on, come on, watch the shows. It, 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 it's happening for sure. Um, and if it doesn't happen, I will eat this John Cena. Is it? I think it is. Yeah, it's full John Cena, yeah. Bald John Cena with a hole in his head. I will eat this live on camera if it doesn't happen. That's a guarantee. Uh, except I, I probably won't, but never mind. Uh, Paul White. Will! Paul! I can't do that very well, but yeah, he's going to wrestle uh, for AEW. Uh, they confirmed his first match for the company on last night's episode of Dynamite. It's him and QT Marshall. After last week's angle, uh, QT obviously trying to bully the Shivani family. Paul comes down for the save. Chokeslams Aaron Solo. Segment to set it up last night. Paul went to TK and he said, Hey, give me QT Marshall. That match is going down on the pay-per-view. My opinion on this, very simple. It'll last three minutes. Paul White's going to knock QT Marshall out after he runs away for a while. Mm. It'll be a buffer between two other matches and it'll be absolutely fine. 
There yeah, we go. Exactly. I think I think I saw a few people panicking about Big Show stepping back into the ring for for AEW. It's not going to be like that. I think you know you look at what they've done with with the likes of Paul White and Mark Henry. They know not just AEW, but the guys themselves know what sort of role they are there to play. And exactly, just some. Uh, maybe maybe a KO punch, maybe just a huge choke slam or whatever, and QT Marshall being a little bitch after. This is what happens when you put picture of the Big Show's ass on TV, effectively. Because that's what QT did yesterday. Yeah. He talked about all the surgeries that Big Show's had. I mean, incredible to see the, the, the like uh, medically just incredible to see what they've done with him. But just the way Big Show carries himself, I mean, it's just astonishing, especially when you think back to how long he's been in this industry. Um, yes, keep it simple, keep it short. And, uh, yeah, keep all out nice and lean. I, I don't want a big yeah. five-hour AW pay-per-view. So, like you say, Ooh. a five-minute match <laughs> is all I really need from that. And speaking of all out, who is going to challenge the Young Bucks for their tag team titles? Uh, they were successful in defending them against Jurassic Express on last night's Dynamite. But in order to decide who they'll face at All Out at the start of next month, there is going to be a tag team eliminator tournament. Been practicing saying that, Andy, this morning. Uh, that is going to feature Jurassic Express, the Lucha Brothers, the Varsity Blondes, and Private Party. Uh, they're all going to go up against each other. It starts on Rampage this week. It's going to be Jurassic Express versus Private Party on Rampage to determine how the Lucha Brothers get All Out, basically. <laughs> Yeah, and then we're going to get uh, the cage match between the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks, we presume. Yeah, if you follow like, the Young Bucks' recent booking patterns on Dark and Elevation, they've been building up some steam. They've been uh, putting the wins together since Phoenix came back from injury. That looks like the likeliest possible scenario. But I like the lineup of teams here. I think there's some potential for exciting matches uh, across the board. And yeah, I mean, who's going to complain about getting the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers? Oh, come on. Come on, guys. Don't be, don't be weird. Oh, I love it. A bloody cage. Also, uh, massive congratulations to my best friend, MJF, on defeating Chris Jericho clean as a sheet on last night's Dynamite. MJF still undefeated in singles action in AEW. Oh, what about the box that he cheated? He cheated. Put some goddamn respect on MJF's name. Congratulations, mate. On to the next for him. Uh, right, let's move on to your Twitter questions. <laughs> out what culture? WWE, of course. Uh, if you want to get in touch with it, John Thornsbury, the wild Thornsbury that is John, uh, asks, with SummerSlam this weekend, the only match that interests me is Sheamus versus Damian Priest. What excites you or fills you with dread about the show? Oh, man. Um, it's it's going to be an interesting... I think the thing that fills me with the most dread is that it's apparently going to be quite an early finish. Um, mm -hmm. to, to avoid clashes with the boxing in Las Vegas, people going from one venue to another, presumably. Um, so I'm worried about stuff maybe not getting enough time. And usually we have the opposite concern with WWE pay-per-views mm -hmm. or, or just pay-per-views in general. We're like, hey, don't go five hours. But they've got like 10 matches already and it's like, oh, gee, some of these are really going to get short. So I'm a bit worried about, I'm obviously worried about Goldberg winning the you know, yes. WWE title and everything else. Fills me with excitement. Uh, I'm really interested in seeing what John Cena and Roman Reigns do together. The first match, maybe not as fun as it could have been. Uh, the one they had a few, was it No Mercy or something? Like one of those pay-per-views mm, yes. that they had a few years ago, yeah. Um, so I'm interested to see what they can do in round two and I think, uh, I think it should be a lot of fun. I have got to say... Aside from Little Miss Bliss, I can't say her name because the thing will go off in my room and just ruin the news, <laughs> uh, versus Eva Marie. I'm dead excited about this show. I've said for, for weeks, if not months, is this going to be the best SummerSlam ever? It could well be. Maybe not ever, all right, but it's certainly in recent <laughs> memory. 
Like you say, John Cena, Roman Reigns. Bobby Lassie hopefully squashing Goldberg. More importantly than any of that, Andy, though, the thing that excites me the most is something I've looked forward to, or I should say myself and Michael Hamlet have looked forward to for a long time. And that's Dominic Mysterio electric sharing his dad on the ramp after they inevitably lose the SmackDown Tag Team title match against the Usos, which will be great as well. Is it going to happen, Andy? Think of the, the heritage of the Mysterios and SummerSlam. It's, it's right there. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm really looking sure. forward to SummerSlam. And of course, we'll be doing a live stream for that on Saturday night. So do join us for that one. Uh, J-Man gives us our second question today. Loads of great questions coming in from J-Man this week. Say, greetings, legends. There are a bit of mixed opinions about one Pat McAfee on commentary on SmackDown. I think he's extremely entertaining. What do you guys think? Yeah, so I think that everyone watching this video is probably going to disagree with me. And that's fine. We're allowed to have different opinions on people's work. Uh, it's no problem. I, I don't like Pat McAfee on commentary, man. I don't like him on commentary. Loved him as a manager, loved him as a wrestler. All the praise in the world for his work opposite Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era and everything else. I love that stuff. I think he had maybe the best rookie match in wrestling history mm -hmm. against Adam Cole. He was a tremendous, annoying heel personality. But on commentary, he's just an annoying personality, unfortunately. I don't think he gets the product over. I don't think he enhances anything. I, I, I tire of him just sitting behind the microphone and just making noises. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I, I, it's not my kind of energy. It's the kind of hyperactivity that would annoy me a lot in real life and it comes through on the TV. And it's just not for me, my friends. If you're into it, fair play, I respect that. But uh, yeah, not for me. Yeah, that hyperactivity, one of the reasons why I'm not back in the What Culture office yet. Uh, but I've got to kind of <laughs> agree with both sides here. Jay, I agree with you, he is very entertaining. But Andy, I can completely see where you're coming from. It is, and sometimes need him to just, just tone it down just that little bit. Yeah. But I do find sometimes his giddiness quite infectious. Um, and if this gets us to the Royal Rumble, him taking the headset off and getting in, all is forgiven, and let's be honest, he's better than Corey Graves and Byron Saxton. So, yeah, we'll, we'll take what we can get. He's not as good as Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett's the best hey, co-commentator. You leave Byron alone. No. You leave Byron alone, man. No. That's harsh. Right. <laughs> uh, final question today. A little pitch for you here from Andrew Collings, uh, Andy. He says, do you think, with all his money troubles, Baron Corbin, I love this, should go to NXT and ask, <laughs> for help, seeing as he is rich. Love this. It's it's kind of a no-brainer, isn't it? Because uh, Cameron Grimes is knocking about with the literal million-dollar man. <laughs> Who else are you going to go to to get some money than the NFT Bitcoin billion dog <laughs> guy? That guy and, <laughs> and the million-dollar man, Teddy Biasi. Yeah, it makes all the sense of the world. Groveling Baron. I, I like this character, honestly. Like, I think it's fun. And I think Baron is really pouring everything into it. He's always going to be booked weirdly because it's WWE. But like, I'm, I'm enjoying this story. And I think linking up with Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase is tremendous. I think that could be fantastic, especially obviously with Cameron Grimes probably, hopefully, becoming Million Dollar Champion on Sunday. Make sure I get my dates right. At NXT TakeOver 36 <laughs> against L. A night. Yeah. I don't understand how just grabbing the money in the bank briefcase works, though, because why wouldn't anyone have done that for the last, like, 15 years or whatever? Yeah. But anyway, uh, let's move on to today's and finally. It's time to talk about Rick Flair, Andy Murray. Um, <laughs> there was a photo of a man having a lovely time on a train yesterday. <laughs> Enjoying a succulent meal. Rick Flair. I'm fairly certain it wasn't Rick Flair. 
but let's be honest, we'll never truly know. But I will give a nod to today's and finally to the man himself, Rick, who posted a photo oh, of a cartoon nice. of him riding on a train saying this picture is as real as that other one floating around. The nature boy doesn't ride trains. Woo! I love yes. everything about this. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Ric Flair has ran a few trains in the past, but he certainly doesn't ride on them, does he? Um, geez, what, a, what a night on social media. Ric Flair's still uh, the best at this, it seems. Crazy. Everyone who maybe panicked seeing Ric Flair's name trending, you always think the worst nowadays, and they thought, oh, oh no! <laughs> yeah. when, they thought, when they saw what actually potentially allegedly gone on there we go i think that's all right with all the what culture lawyers let us know your thoughts on that <laughs> keep it clean in the comment section below and everything we've discussed don't forget to like share and subscribe and subscribe to what culture wrestling on either itunes spotify or wherever you get your podcast from for daily wrestling podcast myself and the dandy boy sitting down to review aew dynamite a little bit later on today plus let us know your thoughts and twitter questions on twitter at what culture wwe watch there follow both of us you can follow andy murray at you can follow me at andy h murray and the h today stands for Hello, is that David Atunga? Yeah, I just need to check a few things with you about that last segment. Cool. <laughs> follow me on Twitter at Adam Will. Follow us all. At What Culture WWE. But for now, thanks, Andy Murray. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy your train journey today if you're having one. And we will <laughs> see you soon.